You need a pen? You're a real fucking nerd. <laughs> Why are you doing this? Is this just a character for a podcast that doesn't have video? I don't know. I've been thinking about dressing up like a nerd for like two weeks, so I thought it'd be funny to do it today. Uh-huh. You did. You got pins in your pocket. You've got a uh, bow tie that does not match your shirt. No, it's the only bow tie I have. Was that your dad's shirt? Uh, yes, I think so. And then that's your hair. <laughs> yeah, my hair is split down the middle. And glasses. Don't forget I'm wearing glasses. I know those glasses. They used to be mine. This shirt does not fit very well. Check it out. It wants to bulge out. Mm-hmm. I'm a bigger man than my dead dad was. Especially now. Now for sure. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. We're here. We're back. What is the podcast? It's the Couple of Critics podcast. Congratulations. You remembered. Welcome to the Couple of Critics podcast. <laughs> I'm Michelle. I'm Sam. And we are a review. We're a review podcast. And uh, we share our differences with each other and we talk shit. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, I say we talk shit because we don't know what we're talking about half the time. So shit's just flying out. Sometimes people want to get mad at us about it. This is your warning to go fuck yourself. (laughs) Yeah. I never claimed to know everything. I never claimed to know anything. I, I like that even better. Just because I'm dressed like a nerd doesn't mean I am a nerd about the things. Oh, I know. Do you like the nerd look I got going on? I think it's a little extra point extra. And it's, uh, no. It's like the classic (laughs) 80s guy you don't want to fuck because he's a nerd. It's not the current guy who is a nerd and who has found out, you know, I rule the world now because I'm so smart. You just look apart. And it's falling apart. I talk like this. E equals MC square. Please sit on my face. (laughs) I just watched Grandma's Boy last night for the first time in years. And you said from the other room that you could just picture it when you were hearing it. I could hear the audio and I could see the movie in my head. So that's a movie that you've seen quite a lot? A handful of times. I think it's just one of those movies that really stuck in my head because it was a later movie that, you know, when did it come out? Like. Early 2000s? It's like 2005 or 6. So yeah, I would have... I'm logged on at this point, so things are sticking in my head easier. Like, I forget a lot of stuff from my early teens and mid-teens, and barely remember anything from a childhood, unless it's a memory of peeing on my dad's lap. So you said you're logged on, so everything from the internet internet age forward is what you remember only? You logged on, and then everything in the past can log off? Uh... Logged on in a sense of things that I watch seem to really stick into my head. Not, not life experiences. Because life experiences, I mean, I remember some things, but it, it boggles my mind when people can be like, oh yeah, in 2004, in February, I went to the store and got a apple from the department store. I'm like... I don't remember what I did yesterday. What? How do you remember these things? It sounds like you would only remember that specific instance if there was something wrong with the apple. That's what I would think. Or I, you got the apple and then you bought a lottery ticket. 
Like there's, it's not the apple. There's something, I mean, there's something else that would make you remember that. I would think so. So there's people, people like Mary Lou Henner who can just. Yeah, but she is special. Yeah. Not everyone She's is Mary crazy. Lou Henner. She's not crazy. Wait, everyone's not many, Mary, many Lou Henner. No, many Lou Henner is no one, but one. <laughs> Do you guys like that? <laughs> Should we just talk like this for the rest of the. Many Lou Renner. The family across the street is outside waiting for the rain. You want me to go yell at him in my nerd outfit? I think you should go dance in the rain and then blame it on it. Blame it on the rain. Something, something. Falling. Blame it on the stars. So Millie Vanilli didn't sing any of their songs, right? Not in the beginning. I think they may have tried later and it was a disaster. <laughs> Which is why that they were replaced in the beginning. They didn't we weren't even given a chance to fall apart. No, they had until they did it to themselves. That's weird. Why were they chosen? It seems like they could have found they were so pretty. Well, there's a lot of pretty people out there that they could have just it's so, it's so weird to me that those two were chosen. Maybe it's the liberal media trying to make <laughs> things look more diverse, but really, they just fooling you. They fooling you. Don't believe the liberal media. You know what's funny about the whole Millie Vanilli thing? It's like, if you see the footage of the people actually singing it, it was like four people, four different people doing the voices, including a woman in there. That's what it takes to get those killer fucking sounds. <laughs> Blame it on the rain. Clearly not even those two something had what it took to do it. Something. From Fallen, what does rain do? It falls. It's, blame it on the rain Man, you soaking your clothes. And you're changing the melody and everything. Blame it on the rain <laughs> from the Fallen. Yeah. Blame it Are you taking a picture of me? <laughs> pens the pens are what what about the it. penis <laughs> i've got that out in my pants right now no thanks <laughs> you don't want this nerd dick kids are outside across the street and i'm in my fucking house <laughs> they can shut the fuck up <laughs> okay whatever sam why are we here we're here to do what we do which is review mostly music Mostly. Sometimes movies. Sometimes not. Sometimes mostly music. Usually music. That's and today is my week. And today we are talking about what I would consider a nerd album. Is that why you dressed up for this? No, it just clicked into my head. The Sword. Age of Winters. Age of Winters. And I say the nerd thing because every song is very nerdy. Maybe the music itself isn't, but... All the lyrics are. They're all like, the sword of truth. The sword of truth. What I you, love you, God. <laughs> what do you think of this album, Oliver? He's not going to go when you want him to. Yeah, he will. You got to squeeze him. You got to make him really uncomfortable. Oh, I, I am making him uncomfortable. You got to abuse the cat. I would. Oh, that's, that was a little one. I love the sword, Age of Winters. That's a good review, buddy, but I think you could give us a little more from the heart. Thank you. Yeah, that was a... That was a <laughs> let me the fuck down. You know what's shitty about that cat is like, he'll crawl over you, do whatever he wants to you, but the second you pick him up to just be like, I love you, 
Or he's just like, move. If he's laying on you and you move a little bit, he looks at you like, what the fuck are you yeah, doing to me? He's a little bitch. He's the biggest bitch. <laughs> he's the biggest of all bitches. He's the biggest bitch of the house, that's for sure. The biggest bitch of the house from falling. <laughs> just stare at I give that an F rating. <laughs> she gives it an F rating. You get zero it's out of falling. five stars. All right. Well, you want to talk about this album? You want to get into it? I'm rating what you're doing. Your look is a 10 on a scale of one to five. <laughs> but everything else is a zero. Well, yeah. Sounds like a nerd. I already said this. E equals MC square. It's the only nerdy thing I can think of to say. That's really it. You should just say, my favorite band is Rush. Um, my favorite band is Rush. Um, hide two parts, one part, <laughs> or two parts hydrogen, one part oxygen is water. Hmm. Hydrogen peroxide. Oh, it's fucking raining. It's coming down. Coming down the rain. We're stalling. Let's mm-hmm. do this goddamn album. Fine. We have right. nine tracks to get yeah, through. Yeah. We got to rush into this we go before uh, we run out of time. So one thing I think that is interesting, I said it when you told me yes. at the end of the last podcast, is that this came out in 2006, and that surprised me. Yeah, 2006, but if you look at Google Play, it says 2013. I, I That's what it says on top, but then if you look right underneath it where it has the text, it says uh, February 14th, 2006. Yeah, I didn't do that much investigating in the. It's really just world. looking down an extra inch. What's interesting, <laughs> I don't like to look down the extra inch. Uh, an inch is a big deal to you, so yeah. What's interesting to me about this album is one single and uh, did not chart. It just looks like it came out in the 70s is why I say that. Like the name, The Sword, doesn't sound like a common, like not a common, but a modern band name to me at all. No, and the album covers like got uh, like 70s color tones to it. And even the picture they chose has like a 70s feel to it. There's so much cool air coming through now. It is really coming down. It is wonderful looking outside, which is really great for an audio podcast. You guys just imagine beautiful rain and an afternoon, just I see a, a gutter just gushing rainwater right now, just gushing, sopping wet water. <laughs> Let's go do the podcast out in the rain. You want to do that? I haven't showered yet. It doesn't matter to me. And I don't care about anything. It's so. the afternoon and I haven't showered. I keep doing that. on. I do that on the weekends, guys. I got stuff to do. I got smell to accumulate before I wash it off. Well, at least you still shower once during the i often don't shower the whole weekend until like sunday night and then you expect me to want to love on you <laughs> i'm not gonna wash my dick but if, if you want to put it shower, in your mouth that's fine if i take a shower if i take a shower but i won't all right let's uh let's talk about this album i'm gonna hit play on it first age of johnny winters age of johnny Winters. why is that did you not test the sound no i tested it i'm just saying i'm starting the album oh okay Celestial Crown, which is... There's no lyrics. It's just like a little... How do you pronounce that word? Celestial Crown. Okay. Or Celestial. 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 Yeah, Celestial Crown. No I just wanted to hear your godly interpretation. That's what Celestial is. Un lugar celestial. What is that? Where the presence of my father 
It's a it's a fucking uh, Jesus song from back in the day. Huh. My was- na- lady named Jackie Velasquez. Jackie what? Velasquez. Oh. I always thought Celestial was like uh, Spacey, not Kevin. I thought it was like Heavenly. Maybe so. I'm about to look up Celestial. The Heavens. See, this is why we're, we sound real dumb. We're like, what does Celestial mean? I didn't ask. I came in with an idea. Positioned in or relating to the sky or outer space as observed in astronomy. So we're both or correct. Or belonging or relating to heaven. So everything out there, up there. Yeah, I was going to try and sing a song, but nothing came out of my mouth. See, even that noise right there, Celestial. And I don't mean the thunder that just happened. The thunder that synced up perfectly? That was wild. (laughs) We were meant to listen to this album right now. Can you turn me up a little bit? Unless it's the music that needs turned up. I can't turn up the music because then it fucks with the audio in the computer. We're stuck in this weird way where I need to be able to route things differently. I think I noticed... That it was quieter, though. The music was much quieter. On the most recent episode that came out. Well, I'm always just guessing where it should be. <laughs> not like I have a set area for it. I just go, yeah, I can hear it. Good well, it's go. not as good as it used to sound, Sam. And actually, I'm fine with it. I had, like, bad sounds in my microphone. So I don't know if it's the phone or the cable, but we got to do some investigative work but this has almost like a doomy 70s sound as well like i get like a black sabbath vibe out of it they're definitely going for that they are labeled as stoner rock doom metal and uh just heavy metal so it's not so most likely they were inspired by oh yeah zeppelin and sabbath and probably sleep i mean they're they're treading water into this the doom world not in the way of we're going to play this as slow as possible and for two minutes long of the same riff, which fucking thank God, because that's what drives me crazy about doom metal. When guys just, it's almost like they think the audience is so stoned, man, that they don't realize they've been listening to the same riff for two and a half minutes. So this, I mean, is like stoner rock, whatever, but it's also sounds really nerdy based on the song titles. Oh yeah. So, but it, it's nerdy in the sense of like reading Lord of the Rings books and like it's, Led Zeppelin nerd. Yep. Rock. It's very Tolkien inspired. It's very uh like battles and we're going to talk about swords and axes. It's not you know there's the metal world where it's just uh I'm going to kill you death 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 <clears throat> dismember dismember. This is like more medieval like, yeah. era. Which is why I've never, which honestly, I'm more interested in this than the era itself. Like era, I've never been interested in like Game of Thrones or anything specifically because I don't care about that era. But uh, this album so far, uh, I I dug the first song. Oh, nice. The tones are crazy to me. They're very, uh, it's very crazy. thick. It's a very thick tone. Like your Kerm? No. <laughs> And the uh, he's got the thickest kerm in the land, <laughs> and the uh, like the guitars are distorted, but they're not. It's not like a chainsaw tone, like I get a lot with uh, you know Dying Fetus or Cannibal Corpse, where they've turned the gain up on the guitar as high as possible, and it's just like, yeah, it's supposed to skin your ass raw. Yeah, just like Limp Biscuit. Mm-hmm. 
but it's that some. I think they take the gain down because they want you to hear the notes. They don't want things to get lost in the mix because you can definitely lose what the actual note is if you've turned the gain up to an ungodly amount. Mm-hmm. And I I like that. It's kind of like uh, Rage Against the Machine. They have a heavy sound, but they don't turn up. It's not like a super distorted guitar sound. It's a uh, it's nice to me. And it's Still probably pretty also clear. The, it's also probably the Led Zeppelin angle that they're obsessed with, obviously. All right, let's move on to Burial's Blade, which is the second song I ever heard by the Sword, and it's the song that hooked me. I was like, oh. Is it because it's track two? Nope. I heard uh, Freya first because it was on Guitar Hero. And I think it was a song I tried to play in my story where I went to Walmart and tried to play Guitar Hero. It was like, I couldn't do it and I got pissed off and I yelled in the middle of Walmart, Well, I can really play the fucking guitar! (laughs) Put the guitar back. In my mind, I slammed it, but I don't think I would have. But I could (laughs) have. I remember it pissed me off. So did you know the sword before that game, or were you introduced from that game? The way I remember it is I had to, there was only like three songs you could play on it. Like it was a demo version. And I think that just jumped out of me as one of the only songs. I think it would have been like, if it would have been Aerosmith, ACDC, and the sword, I would have, even if I had never heard the sword, I would have been like, well, I don't want to play those other two, so what does is, what is the sword sound like? Play. And then uh, it pissed me off. So I assume that Freya was the single? Yeah, that was the single. Have the, are they still together, this band? Yep, yep. I think they've changed their sound just a little bit. I know I read that the singer took singing lessons before their third album, because this is their debut album. Yeah. But he took yeah. singing lessons before the third album because he said... The only criticism that he ever read about this album was the vocals. And people would say they sound lazy, and he would always be like, "Really? I get such a pentagram feel from this sound." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like this song in particular. Yeah, but people are like so lazy or it's so out of tune, and he said like, "It sounds exactly like I wanted it to sound. I didn't want. I don't want to have like a pretty voice. So I wanted it to sound like it's battles and shit." But he let it get to him, and he took vocal lessons yeah but i don't think he i think he just took vocal lessons in more of a way to hit the notes better because there's sometimes on this album where you're like oh you're just you're just underneath where the note's supposed to be so they are a u.s band yeah they're formed in texas tayhaw <laughs> i forget that that's a thing what tayhaw yeah until you say it <laughs> I can't see or read Texas without thinking. Tayhaw! God. But yeah, he moved. The lead singer and lead guitar player, can't remember his name right now. I'll look it up here. Uh, he moved to Austin, Texas because he, he wanted to be in a music town, but he didn't want to be in like Los Angeles or New York or Nashville or anything uh-huh. like that. He wanted, he wanted to still be in a very heavy music town, but a town that felt laid back and... Not so busy, busy. I mean, I understand. I fucking hate L.A. I would love to be able to access L.A. for things that I'd like to see, like improv comedy shows and stuff, but I would never, 
ever want to live in LA. I hated it there. That's how I feel about New York City as well. Yeah, I don't like New York either. It's too busy. Like I would enjoy the things that big cities have have to offer, but no, I I would not. I wouldn't even want to go to those cities because I, unless I'm not in control of anything and there's like a tour planned out or something and someone is like taking me places and I don't have to fucking like try and get a cab or do anything like the whole thing just fucking freaks me out. It's just <laughs> so much. And the fact that there are like so many people and everywhere yeah, and the amount of time that everything takes like so much more time than what I'm used to here. If it's like, I need to go somewhere, then I can calculate the amount of ta- time by the mileage of how long yeah. it's going to take to get there. But and you could not do that in LA. And not even in Chicago, you can't even do that. Because yeah. I remember we went a short, it took us like an hour to go a short amount of time. Or like, it was only like 15 miles is what it was. And it took us an hour. It I was like, this is me- insane little over 40 minutes to go four miles in LA one time it was it was fucking crazy it was annoying but I will say this the two times I've been to LA the first time I did all Ubers and stuff like that and the second time I got a rental van much better when I had the rental van because I could I didn't have to pay every time I didn't have to like I don't know, potentially getting a car to a guy that wants to talk to me and stuff like that. But you felt comfortable driving in those areas? Yeah, it's just a traffic jam. It's not like I haven't been in a traffic jam before. It's just a constant traffic jam. And then it was it was fun to see like big fucking fancy houses because we would always end up taking like little detours and going through the actual hills. Mm-hmm. So that was... I'm not going to say that it's you shouldn't go to LA ever because it is interesting to see. But the thought of staying there at a long period of time is horrible. I just, yeah. At the end of it, I was like, I want to fucking get out of here. There's, and there's a difference between like Cincinnati or Indianapolis, which is what we're closer to, versus like in LA or in New York City yeah. or Houston, Texas or whatever. Tayhaw! Tayhaw! They, it's just a whole other level of city and mass amounts of people where I just, no, thank you. I will say this about L.A. There's a dispensary pretty much on every block, which was pretty fucking cool. <laughs> it was pretty sweet. But when I ended up going up to Northern California, I was like, this, this is where it's at. Fuck Southern California. Mm-hmm. Here it's like, still got a city feel to it, but it's not taking me forever to get to fucking places. The weather wasn't so hot. I don't like being hot. Mm-hmm. I know people are always like, well, the sun never stops shining. And I'm like, well, it should because I fucking hate the sun. Fuck. uh, I love you, son, but I fucking hate you at the same time. When it's too hot, I'd much rather be cold, too cold than too hot. I agree. I can't take my flesh off. I can take, I can put a jacket on. I can put a coat on and stuff. Now, I'm not saying I want it two degrees, but. And there's a difference between humidity in the winter versus humidity in the summer. Yeah. Well, I will say this about LA. Humidity is never really high, so you don't feel that like muggy. Oh. It's just constant sun beating down on you. Yeah, I'm I'm used to muggy. I'm used to like thick air where it's like. <gasps> yeah, I've never felt that there. I'm not saying it probably doesn't get that way sometimes, but mm-hmm. I know it's way less. Because it's cleaner air. Is it? Just because it's by the ocean. Mm-hmm. Ah. Cancer rates are higher 
uh, in the Midwest and in the inlands. Hmm. If you're around the ocean, if you're closer, if you're in one of the surrounding states of the U.S., interesting. Your chances of getting cancer are lower. Chances of getting cancer. Isn't Oregon right next to the ocean? <clears throat> yeah, it's up there. Sweet. Coming for you, baby. (laughs) Isn't Oregon next to the ocean? That's awful. There are three states on the East Coast, up and down. Like not a fucking geologist. Three states, though. There's a huge difference between East and West Coast. I can barely remember what states are next to our state. I meant West. If I said East, I meant West. Yeah, the sun rises on the East, but it sets in the West. Let's just listen to the next song. (laughs) We're going to. The next song, which is the single, Freya. I will say this about the sword. They have a very... Well, the the singer wrote all the songs for this album. Like everything? He wrote wrote all the song structure. I mean, he didn't tell the drummer exactly what to play, but... Okay. He wrote all the songs, and he wrote most of them before he even had the band. Him and the drummer were the main guys, and then he got a full band. And it was like, hey, here's a full album of songs you have to learn. But they are very, this is going to be music nerdish, very triplet heavy. They like to go, like a little triplet, 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 and it can get boring after a while. Like by the end of this album, I like the whole album, but by the end of it, I'm like, Alright, I've had enough, and I never got into into any other sword album because I assume I might be completely wrong. That it just sticks with that same. Trouble it, 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 bomb, bomb. But this riff fucking rules. Is Freya a name? What is that? I think it's a goddess name. I don't really know. It's more nerd token jargon. It's all about battles. Like, the whole thing is about battles. Are you into many other albums by The Sword? No. This is the one. I've got so many artists that I'm one and done. It's weird. It's probably very unfair. But you do listen to other stuff that they've put out, right? Like, you have given it a try? I think I tried the second album, and after that, I was done. So no, you didn't really try that hard. No. Once I'm once I'm out, I'm out. I'm, I'm like I said, it's probably not a good thing. It's not fair. But it's almost like I ride it so high that I can drop real fast, and I'm just uninterested. I've done it with a lot. Slipknot, System of a Down, The Sword. I can't. I, almost any band I listen to, I'll be like, no, I stopped listening. Metallica, I mean, Metallica had like four albums I'm into, but I definitely dropped off. Uh-huh. Pantera is like the only one that I was to every album besides the glam metal stuff from the early days. But they didn't really have many albums. They had a handful. They had about six, I think. Huh. Cowboys from Hell, Vulgar Display of Power, Far Beyond Driven, Great Southern Trend Kill, and Reinventing the Steel. It's five. What, when was their last album? Like year-wise. Early 2000s. Because they were supposed to go on tour for reinventing the steel, and then 9/11 happened, and it shut everything down. 
Do you think that since 9-11 they've reinvented the steel? <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but I still know it doesn't melt at whatever the degrees that people Jeez. say it is. <laughs> and another thing a YouTube video told me. Um, jet fuel doesn't burn at 972 degrees. <laughs> <laughs> So are you still into the album by like are you still enjoying the tones you said you were digging it from that first track uh yeah i like that there's i think there's a good energy through at least you know so far in the album so yeah i'm on board what about the vocals least favorite part but that's that happens a lot with rock music especially with the ones i give you i mean it's not terrible because like i said it's more like this on part. the that's like when he's struggling. It sounds so in the pentagram vein that it doesn't really bug me so much, though. Yeah. Well, I think Bobby Liebling was a better singer than that. Bobby Liebling, I think, was actually talented from Pentagram. It's just that he liked drugs so much that it took everything down. <laughs> so did his eyeballs. What, his creepy, googly eyes? One quick stare will tear you right into pieces. <laughs> Tear your soul apart. To me, every time I listen to a Doom album, it's all, all I can think of is Sabbath, Pentagram, and a tinge of Led Zeppelin. Like they take the rock and roll idea of Led Zeppelin, like the, what their guitars riff could sound like, and then they just slow it down into Black Sabbath territory. And so when it gets so slow, it seems so boring. Yeah, you need to wake the fuck up. It's the middle of the day. It's like the crash time of the day. We started this a little after, a little after 3 p.m., and that is like the crash section of the day, as far as I'm concerned. Crash section. Crash section of the day. That was my Dave Matthews man parody. That was my Dave Matthews man. <laughs> Your hair is drying like that. Good. I put stuff in it. You did? Yeah. That's why. Uh-huh. Do you want to get some dinner after this? But out in public? Dressed like this? Yes. Sure. Are you going to be okay with that? I think you'd be more embarrassed than me. <laughs> I think it depends on how you act. I'm going to walk in and go, uh, um, table for two, please. We should go and get Mexican because... Uh, <laughs> they would, They know me. They then. know you very well. <laughs> Or we could go to Little Charlie's because they know you pretty well yeah, there as well. Yeah, but Little Charlie's would get it. They would be like, ah, Sam's doing a bit. The Mexican restaurant would just be like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> be like, hey, amigo. Hola, amigo. Yeah, then I'll say what I always say when we're there. I'm his amigo. <laughs> Almost every time. You're like a child. Can't believe you put stuff in your hair. Fuck yeah. You're really committing to this look. Yeah, committed to it. I am getting hot, though. You called it. I might have to loosen my cuffs. I might have to have you committed. <laughs> I'm loosening the cuffs. I'm getting hot. I'm going to end up naked by the end of this episode. It won't be the first episode. All right. Where are we at here? Okay, we're good. Let's do Winter's Wolves, which is next. Winter's Wolves? Winter's Wolves. That doesn't sound nerdy at all it's so fucking when, when i hear winter's wolves it is totally a huge moon at night 
with snow on the ground and a wolf with that fucking mouth up in the air just howling. Yeah, like the kind of sweatshirt you can buy at Walmart. Or like the kind of shirts that Jack Black wears regularly. exactly what I imagine. Winter's Wolves. Winter's Wolves. I'll come. Triple it, triple it, triple it. Uh, yeah, but it's it's different than the the basic four four sound that you get. Like, I mean, not saying that doesn't fall into, but the triple it like it's different than. Like, I get, I understand like the repetitiveness of it, but I do think that it adds like a colorfulness that you don't hear as often. I think the reason I'm so aware of it is because I also write in a triplet heavy way. Yeah. So, and I'm every time I'm writing. I'm always trying to think, are you doing this too much? Is this getting hacked? I don't want to say hacky, but it's the only word I can come up with. Is it getting to a point where you're doing it so much, it's becoming your version of hacky? Yeah. So then when I hear someone else do it, I'm like, I have two thoughts. I'm either like, ah, they're not, they're getting fucking lazy. Or I'm like, fuck, well, I can do that. Holy shit. What? There's like a guy from the Matrix walking down the street. Neo? Do you see in the rain, all slow, and he doesn't care if he's getting wet. He has a long black coat. He can't black. hear you. You can talk louder. He, he looked back at the house when I was talking about him, and you were talking about him. Yeah. You're going to show up with Lord. Did you fucking call me Neo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he looked straight, because I did just watch Grandma's Boy, he looked like JP from Grandma's mm-hmm. Boy. <laughs> His name is JP? Uh-huh. Huh. Hey. Mm-hmm. I've been in two characters in movies called JP. I guess one from Grandma's Boy. And there's another one from Hellraiser 3, Hell on Earth, and they are completely different characters. You also know JP Morgan. Who's JP Morgan? It's a commercial. Oh. Wasn't that like a bank thing? I think so. <laughs> Get your loan today. I like this riff. And it's the triplets. I have a triplets. And didn't I tell the... the I have triplets. Almost getting kicked out of the sword show story. I didn't know like you've the seen them. Part. I told it on the other podcast. Where Kent, Kent, Adam and I showed up. Adam got too drunk. Oh, okay. It was that one. And sleep out in the car the whole yeah. time. And then the security guard kept telling... That's also not Kenny happened one that, time, though. Huh? That's also happened more than one time. Yeah. I, of both bands that he really wanted to see. <laughs> and then there was another band where he took a girl who he didn't even see for very long uh, and just made out with her the whole time and missed the show for the most part. And then said he regretted that later, too. Yeah. That was the Primus show, wasn't it? Yeah. It's weird to... Old shovel face that he showed up with. <laughs> Looked like someone hit her in the head, fucking face with a flat shovel. She likes to drink. She likes to do everything, I look like. And then his ex-girlfriend was there, too, and saw her hanging on. <laughs> Life is funny. I, I just don't understand, like, doing things at shows or, like, getting super fucked up before a show or something that would not allow you to enjoy the show or, think, or like, just sucking face with someone the whole time. Like, yeah. that's so weird I to me. I can definitely agree with you that's on that. It's a waste of money. I'd be like, stop trying to fucking make out with me. I'm trying to watch the goddamn show. That's why... This is why I don't want to bring girls to shows. <laughs> I don't do that, though. No, that's why I like you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like, hold my hand, kiss I, me. I do understand getting as fucked up as possible before the show, but I've never I gotten don't. to the point where 
I can't be at the show. I have had it where I've... Did I, I ever tell this story where I... All of a, I was at the bar at, a, at Bogart's. Don't remember what show it was. And all of a sudden, a security guard is waking me up. Yeah, you told I'm me just, about that. I'm just on the bar stool. And he's like, how oh, you had to drink, buddy? I, was just, I just said, uh, not that much. I was like, man, I just... I work super early in the morning. I must have just fell asleep. I'm really sorry. And then he was like, come over here and sit here. We're going to, here's a cup of water. I'll be back to make sure you're cool. And I was like, man, they're going to kick me out. So as soon as he walked away, I just fucking ran back into the concert and just went to the mosh pit. Worked out to my advantage. Got woken up by the mosh pit. I've passed out at two shows. One, the, that one where I just, I don't even think I passed out. I think I literally did fall asleep. It was half from drinking, but it was also half... I was fucking worked all day. Mm-hmm. And two, I, like, fainted at a Slayer and Killswitch Engage show. This Adam, Kenny G, Kent Goldsmith, and I were pretty close to the front, but we were on the right. And Bogarts, the speakers are on the right and the left, and it's a huge wall of them. So we were getting blasted by these speakers all night, and Killswitch Engage was opening up for Slayer and they were playing and Adam taps me and he points at this guy next to him and this guy's like about to pass out. He's like fainting. And I'm like, ha ha ha, look at that guy, blah, 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 blah. And I turn around and I start looking at the stage and all of a sudden my vision gets spotty. And then all of a sudden I'm on the ground and Kent and Adam are picking me up. And I was just like, fuck, I just made fun of this guy. Wow. And I just, and I wasn't even really fucked up. I just, like I was standing for too long. I think I was getting pummeled by the sound the whole time. It just yeah. put me put me to the ground. And Adam said he slapped me in the face twice. And I was like, No, you didn't. And he was like, I slapped you. I was like, No, you didn't. I would I would feel it. He's like, dude, I'm fucking telling you, I slapped you in the face. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And the second one that Adam couldn't go to, I've only seen him do it twice. One, the sword show where he slept out in the car the whole time. And two, Guar. For his birthday. Oh my goodness. We showed up. Uh, and with my friends, I also don't know what else they took. Because they know I'm not into pills. They know I'll give them shit for doing it. So half the time, I'm like, well, what the hell else did they do? And they didn't tell me about it Because yeah. they know I'm going to be upset. You're going to say something. Yeah. I mean, I'm all about, you can have some drinks and some, smoke as fucking much weed as possible when you're popping Xanaxes and whatever the hell they're getting into. Oxycontins. They're not going to tell me. They keep that from me. Yeah. But we were in the show. We were out so the smokers could smoke out in the little patio. And Adam is just spinning. He's just sitting there and he's like, do we need to, do you need to go? Like, I mean, I don't want to go, but if we have to go, we will. And uh, Sammy from down the street, he was like, I'll take him outside I'll just hang out with them. You guys can stay at the show. So Kent and I just stayed the whole time and watched the show while those two, I guess Adam passed out in the van because they weren't going to allow re-entry. So they, if they were leaving, you were done. It's not, was it not really Sammy's thing anyway? Yeah. And I also think Sammy realized I've got a bottle of liquor out in the car, so I can just hang out there and drink without having to pay <laughs> extreme prices in here. Yeah. Yeah. And then the whole idea was just hanging out with friends and he still gets to hang out with friends. Yep. And so. I came out and Adam was very upset with himself. He was like back to normal. He's like, fuck. I miss Guar. Stupid. I was just like, yeah, it's a pretty good show, man. Ken and I are having a blast. <laughs> yeah, that's a bummer. Yeah. All right, let's do one more and then we'll take a break. The Horned Goddess. 
Also, super nerd title. That or she's a horny goddess. The horny goddess. I love the beginning of that song. When he's like, she sits on high. The beginning of this song? Yep. I thought you said that song. I was like, what are you talking about? This song. I also really like the drum tones on this album. They're not super metal-fied, where like, the kick drum isn't like plack, 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 you know, a yeah. real high-end sound. The song is so dramatic. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I think they're all kind of dramatic, especially yeah. the way he sings. It's true. He almost chants sometimes. It's almost like a druid chant that he's singing. It's... I understand why people were turned off by it because of the vocals, but I like it. I even like it. I know I was saying earlier that he was having trouble hitting notes. I like it when he has trouble hitting notes. Like, yeah, this guy just trying his best. Fuck, go for it, man. And they were awesome live. I remember the show being really, really good. And we smoked pot with him backstage because we got in on a, what do you call it? The guest list. You were young 20s? Probably 2000. Well, I would have been hanging out with Kent Hiltz. When would that have been? No, uh, late 20s? Mid-20s, mid to late 20s? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I don't remember, but I know Kent Hilt somehow knew the guy from the sword and got us put on the guest list, so none of us paid a ticket price. Hmm. And then as soon as we got there, the dude from the sword was, like, waiting for us. We are like, yeah, we got pot. And he was like, come on back. Kent Hilt is so personable and, like, friendly and talkative and makes like contact with people and like he's really good with people I think and like making connections and that's why he's in sales now too for guitars and stuff because he can he can do what I can't do pretend to be interested or might even genuinely be interested Mm -hmm. I'm such an asshole when people are talking most of the time I'm just like the whole time I'm just thinking like I wish I wasn't talking to you I wish I wasn't talking to you I wish I I wasn't talking to you I think he genuinely cares more than you do I think a lot of people do. <laughs> <laughs> I understand I'm a prick. <laughs> I, I wish it wasn't that I don't way. mean it like that. I'm just, uh, I do. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, how he is with people, where you're just kind of more blase. Like, I just don't really care. Like, I just don't need this. And he's just more, like, not people-oriented, but he's just able to do it better. Some yeah. people just need to be around people, and they just, like, your boss... He just, like, people just need people to, like, talk to and shoot the shit with and, like, share stories with and, like, just can talk to anybody yeah. out and about. You're not one of those people. No. I am not one of those people. <laughs> yeah. Every time I play a show, I am looking forward to two things. One, playing the show. And two, fucking leaving. And going to a rest stop out in the middle of nowhere and being alone. <laughs> It's my favorite part of the whole time. <laughs> do you ever get scared being alone? No. Do you have it? Do you have like protection? Nope. I got these fists and a bucket full of rage. <laughs> I got dead dad rage. You don't even want to <laughs> fuck with me. I mean, I'm hitting a guy and I'm just screaming, "Daddy, daddy!" I mean, you used it to get out of Sunday school. Sunday school. Yeah. yeah. I never get scared because I also. If I feel like it's a sketchy thing going on, I'm out. Like, I have not stopped at certain Walmarts and certain rest stops, even though the next one's in 30 miles and I'm, like, about to fall asleep at the wheel. If it looks or feels at all, like... 
sketchy. Something's gonna happen. I'm out of there. You're just like, Jesus, take the wheel and take me to the next Walmart. Kind of. Kind of. I don't even like staying at Walmarts anymore. One, I've heard so many people getting towed out or arrested. Because it's fucking dumb. Yeah. They'll get called on. I know a band that cops showed up because they were there for an hour. Yeah, I think you told me about that. It's fucking stupid. So now I, I prefer rest stops, and I also prefer rest stops that look nice and are kept well. Yeah. Because there's so many different types of rest stops out there on the road, but you can tell when you get to one that's like, oh, they, they actually clean this place on, like, yeah. multiple times a day, and, like, the vending machines work, and the back, They're you not can just, tell. like, gated off. Yeah. One time, Lazy and I were on the road, and he didn't see that the rest stop was closed until it was too late, and drove around the barrier, went to the rest stop, and said it was, like, closed when we were not supposed to be in there, and we both just peed out on the ground outside of the van, and then took off and had to drive around another barricade to get back onto the road. Wow. Yeah, I wasn't happy about it. I was like, dude, it's closed, and he's like, it's too late. And I was like, no, it's not. Just take the left real quick. Not too late. And I'm like... Yeah, fucking lazy. Makes me crazy. <laughs> it's crazy that he's supposed to be the laziest destroyer, but he's pretty lazy. Can be. Himself. Can be. He's really not lazy about like doing band stuff. Like he's always on top of getting merch and spending money on merch and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But he last time we were on the road he was complaining to me that he's got all this studio stuff but it's just not set up and he hasn't made any new music in a long time which you see it seems to me now would be the time for him to set that up and i guarantee he hasn't no he's just talked about being bored a lot yeah, on set facebook that fucking studio up <laughs> like this is Goddamn the time bearded bastard I, I i don't remember someone else said it but i completely agree and already felt this way before they said it is that i think it's completely foolish like, cause we haven't had extra time. Like for us, everything's been the same. Yeah. So if you have extra time, why aren't you doing something? Like, why are you just being like, I'm bored and doing absolutely nothing with your time when like everyone has something that they wish that they could do. Agreed. And that like, oh, if I only had the time. Okay. Well, here's your fucking time. Like, why are you not taking advantage of it? Harvey Danger said it best. If you're bored, then you're boring. <clears throat> I think that's fair. I think it's absolutely true. I mean, I just... I can do puzzles all day and I don't think, I mean, that could be boring for some people, but I'm occupying my time. I enjoy doing that. It's a hobby to me. Do you, and I've never heard you say I'm bored. It seems like, no, I, even if you're just sitting watching something on your phone, you're not bored. No, I'm entertaining myself. That's yeah. what I want to do. And yeah. if I don't want to do it, I'll get up and like clean something or go do something else because I need a break. Like to just like wallow in it is weird. To just be, I mean, you have the power, you have stuff in your house, you ha- everyone has games, everyone has like things to do, things that maybe need to be replaced or fixed or cleaned. There's always something to do. There's always something. God, my mom used to say that to That's me. That's what all parents would say. Oh, she's, she, and, she's like, I hate, I, there's only one word I hate and it's bored. And I'm bored. Times may have gotten simpler, but things still, I mean, we, you still have to do stuff. You can have a robot vacuuming your floor but you still have to like empty the robot and like clean the, the robot, robot off get stuck in the corner <laughs> i just realized this when my mom used to say i i hate i only hate one word and it's boring 
I should have been like, oh, so you love the N word? <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> Too bad you're not funnier. Uh, I mean, I thought of it now. I feel like that in my life in general, like when other people are just like naturally f- super funny and they have all these stories of just like, this is who they were like, man, I like your sense of humor or whatever. Like you're dark or whatever. And I was always like weird about what people would think of me. So I wouldn't just be like, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Until like I warmed up to people a little bit. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I'm a little jealous of that. I have to warm up to people too. I can be the biggest fucking weirdo in the room and but i have to get to that point Mm -hmm. like i like all day with mel i can just say anything and i can't even stop myself i go out on the road i shut down kind of i'm not as goofy one Mm -hmm. because they don't get it anytime i make a joke that's actually legitimately funny that's a big part i'm talking to you you green jello sons of bitches you don't understand humor they just have they think i'm being serious that or they just like different kinds of humor yeah, like I said, they don't understand humor. They probably like Dumb and Dumber. Dumb and, what was it? Dumb and Dumberer? Yeah. Yeah, they probably like that. And if you like that, you don't know what humor is. Interesting. <laughs> All right, let's take the break. We'll be back. We will be back. We might talk about the sword. Who knows? <laughs> We've talked about the sword. They sound like pentagram. Students, presenting to you. This week on Scantily Clad, Newly Divorced Dad, it's parent-teacher conference night, and Tommy and Thea are embarrassed when Roger shows up in a mini dress. Dad, I can't believe you. Your balls are basically showing. Thea, get used to it. I'm newly single, I'm ready to mingle, and Einhorn is Finkel. Oh, Dad, that doesn't even make sense. You need to focus on your grades and not my balls. Catch the new scantily clad, newly divorced dad, Sundays at 8, only on MTV. Uh, students, education is for the week, and uh, presenting to you. Hello, this is JT Strickles, and this is Talkin' Pickles. Pickles. Talkin' Pickles. Yeah, talking pickles. Let's talk pickles. Yes, everyone. Hello and welcome to another episode of Talking Pickles with me, JT Strickles. And I gotta tell you, things things are not going well for me. I'm uh, I'm basically homeless. I mean, I'm not homeless. I'm living at the pickle factory, but. I just smell like vinegar all the time now. At least when I went home before, I got to take a shower and get all that goddamn smell off of me. But it seems now that I'm just stuck in this broom closet here at the pickle factory. And there's a beam above me and I got a rope and I'm thinking tonight's tonight. So I decided that this should be my suicide note. A suicide podcast episode of Talking Pickles with J.T. Strickle. So what I'm going to do... And I'm going to take this here rope, then I'm going to toss it over the beam that's above my head, and then I'll make a little round part at the end. They call it a noose. They call it a noose if you never know, if you haven't known. Then I'm going to slip my head inside of it, and I'm going to 
jump off of a chair, so... Alright, let's, without any further ado, let's get this over with. Alright, fuck, I made it the first try, sweet. Alright, just tie that off there at the top, okay? Pull that. Yep, that's plenty strong, plenty strong. Alright, now, put the rope around my neck, let's see. Okay, got the chair, let me put the chair up here, hold on, okay. Alright, so, uh... This goes out to everyone who fucked with me and took everything away from my life. I miss you, my wife, and I miss you, children, but I just can't take it anymore. So I fare, well, what, what do I say? Fare thee well? Fare, fare thee well. This is JT Strickles. Sign it off. Ugh. Oh, shit. God, I made the rope too long. I'm just on the floor now. God damn it, I can't even kill myself right. Oh, Jesus. Ugh. Well, now I don't even feel like killing myself because if I fuck it up twice, that's going to be that's gonna be super embarrassing. So, wow, that was a terrible episode of Talking Pickles. I didn't talk pickles once. Well, I guess it was better than that. He better of you still. All right, I'll see you next time for the third episode of Talking Pickles. With JT Strickles. Bye bye. Pickles. Talking pickles. Yeah, talking pickles. And we are back. Like a zombie attack. Gotta smoke crack. Who's that? We're uh, ex-president on crack. Don't even fucking bring that asshole up. Okay, I won't. I'm mad at Abraham goddamn Lincoln. Welcome back to a couple of critics podcast. And welcome back to me bitching about things. Oh, uh, well, that sounds appropriate. <laughs> sounds fun. <laughs> so what's up? What are we doing? What are we talking about? We're what talking are we reviewing? About Age of Winters by Johnny Winters. Johnny Win- the Age of Johnny Winters by The Sword. The first album, the premiere album, which is always boggling to it's me debut. when somebody has is the debut album when their debut album is big. It's that boggles your mind. Yeah, because uh, man, how did Britney Spears do it? Well, she was hired to fucking do it. I thought you were going to say she was hot. She was hired to do that shit. I'm saying when it's a real band, like, trudging it out, and their first album is, like, big. To me, it seems like you should have two albums under your belt, and then the third album, you finally figure yourselves out. You want people to work and earn it. and No, I'm just jealous of people who can make their first album and can suddenly... Have a huge following. It's a. Uh, it makes me feel worthless. <laughs> Sam, I'm worthless. It's true. We're all worthless. Worthless human scum. None of us can change change the world. What the hell was that? <laughs> that was a late '90s Eric Clapton song. Change the world. You can change the world. 
I will be the sunlight in your universe. What the hell happened, Eric Clapton? How can my love was really something good, baby? If I could change the world, how can you be in cream? And then I don't even go. You're just dumping on your head. It's not Blind Guardian. Who the what hell? Blind Faith. Blind Faith. Writing like legitimately good rock, up tempo good songs, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna hit the forty year old." Uh, he grew up, man. Lady, he because you grow up doesn't mean you need to suck. He got old and he changed his ways. Maybe his kid dying changed his life. <laughs> Made up six songs to get money. <laughs> All right, let's get into this album. Iron Swan. As I say, stop looking at me, Iron Swan. <laughs> oh, Sam, you scamp. This is the first time that the energy is brought down a little bit. This is the thing that reminds me of Led Zeppelin the most. Just, Why? Just trying to go for that... Uh, like earthy f- yeah, sound? Yeah, earthy, like druid sound or... We're casting spells right now. Like I can we hear Robert Plant. casting spells on you. I can hear Robert Plant going. Oh. And uh, they went to Mordor and got a ring from Frodo. <laughs> <laughs> You've never seen Lord of the Rings, have you? No. <laughs> no interest in it at all. No. <laughs> Stop it. God damn it. Be in the conversation. I am. I'm looking out the window, but I'm saying the exact same thing that you were doing. I am here. I'm just waiting for things to speed up quite a bit more. This almost has like a motorhead feel. Yeah, to me. it does. Motorhead rules. This is probably when I moshed the heaviest at that show and got almost kicked out. That makes sense. I just think it's it's interesting that so far, you know, as we're traveling through the the adventure that is the Age of Winters, when you get your first taste of of them just calming down, they come back harder than they have so far. So I, I think that's an interesting uh, angle. I never even noticed that, but you're completely right. That was like the heaviest riff of the whole album mm-hmm. so far. But then they slow it down again. This song's really all over the place. I I enjoy it. And then they're gonna come at you. Yeah. Total different as well. This has almost like a a fucking I wouldn't say Judas Priest, but I don't know. Well, they are maybe doing that, that sound. Yeah. Maybe that was that's the first thing that came to mind, but then I just had dealt. You know what else I realized? I don't know if this guy ever goes double pedal action. I might be proven wrong here real quick. But it's rare for any type of metal band to not have a guy doing some double pedal stuff. Like even now, I would have worked there. But I kind of enjoy it. Double pedal can be used a little too much sometimes. What does that mean? Like going... Double kick drum pedal. Yeah. Where they're just kind of put 16 notes behind it. It's like he's relying on the actual groove of the drums instead of just 
Now I'm gonna go double pedal. And I listen to so much music that uses a double pedal, so I'm not talking shit on it. It's just yeah, refreshing that it's not in this album. It almost sounds like you're complaining, though. That I'm complaining that there's no double pedal? Yeah. No, I, I don't think it would have... I'm not sure it would have lended itself well. I like that the guy's relying on the groove. It's not like... Uh, Bill Ward from Black Sabbath. I don't think he ever... I think he's just a single pedal guy. Old Billy Ward. Single pedal. Not Burt Ward, who was Robin from Batman. Sure. I I almost always accidentally say Burt Ward instead of Bill Ward. <laughs> the I'm gonna go to the Burnt Ward. Yeah, it's fucking heavy. Like here, a lot of bands would have gone. With the kick drum, with the kick or with the guitar, I think it, it makes you focus on the guitar more. I agree. I, I don't know if that's their plan by keeping the drums simpler, or they just don't like the what did what did what do you call it? The double pedal. Yeah. I don't think I like the double pedal so much either. Do I? Is that the like? You usually complain when a double pedal kicks in. Yeah. yeah so maybe that's why I also enjoy this more. Then, you know, whatever. It, it keeps it more. Still the, on board. Keeps it more in the classic rock vein. It sounds, yeah. It's got metal elements, but it's more in the classic rock vein. It sounds like it came out not within this last within 2006, <laughs> 20 years. Yeah, like it sounds so much older than than that to me. And even money when I looked at it. I thought it looked older. Like the style of the album art does not look modern. I think it feels like they were actively trying to not be while still making still heavy music. And do metal and stoner metal. They always go for that. We're trying to seem like we're from the 70s. I mean, even the appeal. 80s, it definitely has like a later 70s sound to me for sure 78 79 before the 80s changed rock it's it's like doom metal guys and stoner metal guys they want to go back to that way of thinking they want to that way of production they want like i know they're always looking for amps that sound older they always want like the vintage amps there's a amp company called orange yeah, I've seen them. And because uh, they're very orange, they stand yeah, out. They are very orange. <laughs> they and they look I, vintage. I think they were invent. Yeah, they look vintage, and I think they they were modeled after older amps. Like they wanted it to be not so crunchy sounding, not so distorted. They want you to have in the guitar world. There's distortion, and then there's overdrive. Overdrive. It's just it's just uh, pushing the signal just a little too hot so then it gives you like some crunch sound mm-hmm. whereas distortion it just decimates the signal completely yeah and gives you that like buzzsaw tone like with dying fetus or with fucking things i write sometimes actually lately i've been turning my gain down on purpose to not have the buzzsaw tone like i, I want i want more closer to this guy's tone i would like a more note driven tone than a 
Oh man, that's distorted, dude. Ching, 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 ching. I wanted you to hear the note, which uh, I'm enjoying. Right. And you make a cleaner recording that way. It's not yeah. so. I yeah, I like the sound more. Like I like the sound. So, like I'm on board. I support whatever changes that you're making. Not that my opinion matters, but I'm going through changes. Ch-ch-ch-changes, turn and face the strange, ch-ch-changes. What's another change song? Uh, Are you, do you have some change? (laughs) Can Can you you spare spare some change? change? (laughs) Got any extra change? Hey, man, you got got any any change? change? (laughs) Yes, I smell like piss. Don't you think that I'm aware of this? I'm homeless, lady. Give me a break. <laughs> or, or some, some change. change. <laughs> well, what song? I know that's my song, but what, was it called Spare Change? Was it that was a called, Ralph song? It was called Change. God, no, I ended up calling it yeah, Spare Change. God, I can't remember my own fucking songs. I'm like, did, is that a Ralph song or did I just make it in a one-off? But no, that was a, a Ralph song. man can't dress like the fonts because rain ruins leather. Wait. That wasn't a Ralph song. That was a song I just made on my own a long time ago. Yeah, that was a long time ago. <laughs> Good stuff. Classic. Good stuff. stuff like that is part of why I fell in love with you. <laughs> your creativity and your silliness. They love go, it. They go hand in hand. I have more fun when I make it silly. Mm-hmm. I try to get serious and I'm really into it for a little bit. And then I'm like so sick of it by the end of it. And I'm just like, eh, I'm not having fun anymore. That line is so funny. What? A homeless man can't dress like the Fonz because rain ruins leather. <laughs> you know why I wrote that? I saw a Seinfeld episode where he didn't want to go outside with his leather jacket because the rain was going to ruin his leather. <laughs> so he's just like stranded inside? I think I don't remember that part. I just remember him. I just remember being like, oh, rain ruins leather. <laughs> and then like sometime later, I wrote that into the song. Because rain ruins leather. <laughs> Straight from Seinfeld. That's hilarious. <laughs> that makes it even funnier than, to me, but just from a different angle. All right. Let's move on to an instrumental, an eight-minute long instrumental. It's got... I can't remember how many parts. Hold on here. do 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 Instrumental in eight movements. That's what they called it. God, that was like my fucking BMs yesterday. Oh, man. There's this... Uh... <laughs> Eight movements of it? I I had to poop, and then someone was, like, stomping by, so I was like, I can't not do this, or I'm going to be a mess. So, like, I went in, tried to get out as much as I could, and then all of a sudden that person's knocking on the door, so I'm, like, yelling, like, hang on, hang on, and I'm, like, wiping, and it just, like, keeps wanting to come because I'm clearly not done. <laughs> but I get it as much as I can, wash my hands, take care of business with the person, and then I'm back in there for like another 15 minutes to where like you think you're done Jesus. and then all of a sudden your gut's like nope here's a whole nother round so yeah it was like i i probably had about three or four movements and movements. one i'm just you know getting getting yeah. in the mood for the song i got a joke for you oh here we go from friday the 13th part two uh-huh what's brown and sits on a piano is this a racist joke? No. Okay. <laughs> no, it's a poop joke. Uh, a poop? I don't know. Beethoven's last movement. 
Please just play the next song. Lament for the Arocs! Sounds like you said Arocs. Like the Arocs. Come on now, Michelle. It's not good. I know you hate people with brown skin, but we don't need to get into this. I never said this. <laughs> What'd your grandpa say to you that one time when you were watching? There's one of them on that you TV. like. There's one of them. No, that you he like. was he was just flipping through the channels, but he loved like coming to America. He loved Fresh Prince. Like he Urkel. Yeah, he loved Family Matters. Like he he loved being entertained by them. You know that awful joke that people would say that my grandpa also told me? I don't hate black people. I think every family should own one. Oh, boy. Yep. That's awful. That sure is. What? Uh-huh. Jesus Christ. And how they will say that they have one in their family tree. Oh, that's horrible. And stuff like that. Yeah. Like, yeah, my grandpa said all of those jokes to me. And it made me very mad, and it uh, strained our relationships, our relationship for years. With good reason, like, forever. But he knew that that pissed me off, so he went out of his way to say the most racist shit to me. And I was just like, "You're a hateful piece of shit." Yeah, those jokes are awful. I've, living in this town, you've heard those kind of jokes your whole fucking life. Whole life. And it it, it always made me uncomfortable. It always froze me. Uh-huh. Immediately, because it's extremely—it's like anyone with fucking brains knows that that sh- isn't funny and that it's inappropriate. Yeah, like, and if why said, are you saying that? If you made some sort of honky joke, they'd be like, "Uh huh." <laughs> Where white people were lesser than, yeah. yeah, it would not be okay. Yeah, this is not yeah. instrumental, by the way. Oh, my bad. It says instrumental on the thing. Oh, it does? It just has a long intro, but it's not instrumental. But it's, it's eight movements. <laughs> um, Maybe it's just mostly instrumental, but I feel like if there are vocals, period, you can't call it an instrumental. No, no, that's... It's immediately a regular song. Yeah. And <laughs> um, I said, like, I would freeze when somebody would say a horribly racist joke. Then, now I think I... I don't hear them near as much anymore because people know me and they know that I'm not down with that kind of thing. I think now I would just fucking lose it. And not in a way of like like yelling at them, calling them a piece of shit. I think I would just like... Call them out. I think I would say like the meanest things I could about their personality. I, uh... Like, look at you, you fucking mullet wearing... <laughs> then there's someone who I worked with who I liked a lot. Like, sh- super funny like it's fun to be around at work and stuff but when it comes to like beliefs and stuff on opposite ends of the spectrum and this person this girl said a uh, a racist joke once and then I just gave them shit for like the rest of the day and for a while about what because you're racist and just like would not let it go so yeah I understand like I wouldn't have done down that after that I wouldn't have done that back I'm a racist and it was just the defense it's always the defense because people like black culture, but they don't actually like black people. It's a damn shame. I like the sword. <laughs> it's just, it's, I think it's just the idea of when you get older, you just have less of a tolerance for bullshit. Absolutely. Whether you're going to actually like be confrontational or not, whether you're going to say something or just immediately jet. You just have less of a desire to be around that shit the older you get. Because you know what you 
I don't know. You've and you've been through it. You've been through your own learning experiences of like saying something inappropriate or dumb or like hurting someone's feelings and not really realizing it until later or whatever. Like we've all been there. So I don't know. You just grow up and you realize like I can't believe you're still saying shit like that. Like you're not a dumb kid. Like you're a dumb adult. And I don't have patience for you at all because you've had plenty of time. That's what my grandpa would always, and as old people say, that's that's how I was raised. Okay. Okay, well, use your fucking brain for a second. What have change. you done for the last four decades between that time? Yeah. Between what, how you were raised and where you are now? Doesn't make sense to me. No, it's not a viable excuse at all. I don't think so. This song, uh, when I saw it... It, it seemed like it was going to feel, you know, because sometimes if you just don't really, if it's not your style as much, you maybe see like eight minutes and be like, geez, but I never really got that feeling with this because I think the song grooves. It's very groovy. And I, yeah. I think the whole album is pretty groovy, even though it, it has more of like a, a dewy, like, I don't mean down in, as in the band, but like mood wise. It's a little more down, even though it has energy. It still just has that dark sound. Doom riding sensibilities while keeping it upbeat and interesting. Yeah, I, I think that's definitely a, a positive for it, which is why it just doesn't feel so repetitive to me. And because I think that they mix it up a lot changing times and you know doing the triplets and just kind of writing in different styles yeah i think they write really good riffs really mm-hmm. interesting just just it makes you uh i found myself like bobbing my head a lot while i was listening to this album i i'm just especially this not especially the song but also during this song because like i said the time kind of threw me off when i saw it like man is this going to be rough but even this part I, I mean, it just hits many different, I don't know, vibes, I guess. And it's so interesting that it's heavy without being, like, invasively heavy. Like, this riff is really fucking heavy, but I would never think it would, like, offend. I don't know, offend's not the right word, but, like... It's, like, aggressive, but it's non-confrontational. Yeah, yeah. So it pleases many centers in my brain. Yeah, it's not like, uh, I'm crazy, bitch. Like, that. Ugh. that is confrontational. Like, it's, I, mean, I don't know that I'd call it aggressive, but, you know, a lot of people might call it aggressive and say that that's, you know, really, conf- like, in your face. I don't think this is in your face at all. No. This is mellow. <laughs> But it's also mellow. Yeah, like it's, just, it's a weird. It really weird straddles thing. that line. I think it's also the actual notes they choose. They're not choosing like super dissonant chord structures. They're staying within like a blues tone. So you're like, it's still kind of upbeat sounding while it's still chugging and like going because like another heavy metal band could have gone. And it somehow would have sounded heavier and like more intrusive. So you don't mean chugging like milk, you mean chugging like a choo-choo? Yes, I mean chugging like a choo-choo. Okay. <laughs> don't want to miss that train. 
Oh. Don't miss that party train. Come on and ride. And ride a train. <laughs> oh, that was rough. <laughs> Come on, ride a train. And, and ride, ride it. it. Come on and ride a train. <laughs> ride the train. <laughs> Come on. It's a choo-choo. Did Come they say on. that? It's a choo-choo <laughs> train. Come on. It's a choo-choo. Come on. It's a choo-choo train. Uh, uh, I think I can. I think I can. I no think way. I can. I think I That's can. That's in the <laughs> Maybe we need to refresh your memory on it. Please don't. Later. Please don't. You're the one in control. I can't do anything. That's right. Don't you forget it. <laughs> I have no control, guys. Save me. Someone help. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to the next song, which is not eight minutes long. March of the Lore. Oh, hit the wrong button. <laughs> this sounds like a beginning of YYZ a little bit. Mm-hmm. It has a very yeah. rush sound. But you know, I'm down. Triplets. I have this weird like love hate relationship with it. Love the way it sounds, but if I was writing it, I'd be like, I'm writing too many triplets. So I'm almost jealous of the guy to be able like, I don't give a fuck. It's what I wrote. Let's play it. Do you think that's arrogance or do you think that's confidence? I think it's in his aspect. I think it's confidence, and for my aspect, it's thinking way too much. And this riff is fucking heavy as fuck. It's fucking heavy as fuck. Yeah. I like to say fuck. I say fuck as much as a Rob Zombie movie. Speaking of Rob Zombie, someone on the Hellraiser web group the other day was like, I think Rob Zombie should do the remake of Hellraiser. I assume everyone destroyed him. Oh, everyone was like, God, no. No. That would be horrible. And then I wrote in quotes... Uh, fucking Jesus fucking wept fuck. <laughs> Got a few laughs on that. That's how it be. We do not need that. I don't know if we need a Hellraiser remake in general. I feel that way about a lot of things. I know there are only so many ideas, I guess, but... And just recycling the same stuff over and over again gets fucking old. Even if you have a new take, it's the same fucking story. They're doing a Hellraiser HBO series, supposedly, too. Yep. I heard about that. Which people are actually excited about. People don't want the remake, but they do want the HBO series. Because HBO kind of guarantees a certain quality. Oh, yeah. So HBO's usually pretty good. I enjoy like their limited series and stuff like that yeah. sometimes. But no matter what, as soon as Doug Bradley is a pinhead... People are going to like it. I wonder if there's going to be a penis in it since I saw the Mark Ruffalo's dick neck (laughs) on a limited HBO series. I wonder if I'm going to see... It was green. (laughs) No, it wasn't. I wonder if I'm going to see... He had quite a bit of pubic hair. Um, If we're going to see Cenobite dicks. I'd be... Cenobite. I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen Cenobite dicks yet because the whole thing is like. I mean, Chernobyl S&M. was a limited series and we saw dicks in that. Yeah, and I ran from the other room to see him. <laughs> As they ran, you ran too. Yes, I did. I don't know what it is. 
I don't find penises attractive, but if there's one on a TV, it's, I'm going to look. It's because forever, all you got were butts and boobs. So when you get more than that, it's just kind of like, whoa, like they did it. And I think everyone naturally, like if someone is streaking, almost everyone is going to look at the streaker. Fuck They're yeah. not going to turn their head and be like, oh, I don't want to see that. Like most people are going to be like, what does it look like? That's just how we are. We're as humans. We're just curious. I think it's also the... They say people of my age group and a little older and definitely younger were so obsessed with, like, penis size because we didn't grow up in a time where we were forced to get naked in front of each other in the gym room. So to us, Mm -hmm. everyone's dick is, like, huge and yours isn't. Where if you grew up in the era where you had to get naked in front of dudes, you're like... No, we all basically had the same size penis, except for like two or three dudes that were walking around with fucking hogs. It was like a decade or less before us that they stopped enforcing that. Yeah. Because for sure in the 80s, that's why they had, I mean, yeah. I showered once in middle school. I never did. But I had, I just got really. I mean, even at home, I never showered. Tell me about it. I remember Bud Grody taking a shower once, <laughs> and everybody thought it was fucking hilarious. And you say that was the only time he did it because of that? He just wanted to be funny, so you just turn the corner. Like, guys were being like... Was he just naked in yeah, front of everyone? Yeah, I didn't see his dick, I just saw his butt. But yeah, that seems like something he would do. He was nearly naked when he ran anyway. Yeah, right. He wore very small shorts, and that was and it. No shirt, yeah. <laughs> Shoes and small shorts. But... I, I remember it was like this. Like each guy would be like, "Oh man, you got to go see the toilet. It's gross." And like oh, to yeah. get to the toilet, you had to walk by the showers. So the whole joke was, you walk by and all of a sudden Bud's just there with his ass out, <laughs> and it, it was funny. We I, all laughed. Bud was. I always thought Bud was funny. He had a real shit shitster. He uh, got kicked out of the St. Louis school for being that shitster. The out of the Catholic Catholic school, school. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't come up with the word all of a sudden. I had a I liked Bud, but I remember having a contention with him because I was like, "I'm the class clown, fuck you." But he was that's the thing. He was also ballsy because all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he'd do like his like like his radio yeah, voice thing, funny. and I like I thought it was funny because no. I thought it sounded good. <laughs> it was stupid, and I'm the class clown. Fuck you. <laughs> you were the class clown. I don't know what the problem was. I know. And I made sure it went that way. <laughs> I campaigned. <laughs> you did. And you punched a baby in the face. I did? Mm-hmm. Like the movie, The Campaign. Oh, I don't remember that movie at all. Will Ferrell punched a baby in the face. Oh, good. I think all babies should be punched in the face. Get them used to life real early. That's what my mom did. <laughs> yeah, and you turned just, out great. <laughs> I sure did. I don't have any fucking problems. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> We should just play the next song. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. The last song. This is a short album. Ebethron? Ebethron? I don't know. E-B-E-T-H-R-O-N. Ebethron. Ebethron. Here we go. All right. And that spooky. was it. That was a good song. <laughs> it's so spooky. I'm just goofing. New boot goofing. <laughs> what? <laughs> you don't know that classic scene from Reno 911? Apparently not. <laughs> oh, it's getting dramatic. Where he goes in, he's like, yeah, he does this whole thing. I've seen someone parody it recently and do their own version with Crocs, with camo Crocs. But yeah, it's Lieutenant Dangle, and he does this whole thing that he got like genuine ostrich boots, and he's like, three payments. He's like, I'm just goofing. 
New boot goofing. <laughs> That's this whole thing. It's so ridiculous. So many people have shared it on social media when you, especially when you were not on social media. Ah. But Speaking it's been around forever. I mean, it's Reno 911. Speaking of social media. Yes. I'm already sick of it again. Okay. Because I just see the same shit all fucking day. Same fucking memes all fucking day. Tell me about it, Grandpa. I, I will. And I recently got nominated to do that 10-day album thing. Oh, your brother nominated me. I just ignore that shit. Good, because that's what I'm going to do, too. Oh, yeah. I've been nominated by many people to do many things, and I don't do it. So less people nominate me for stuff as time goes on because I don't participate. Yeah. I was dreading it because we've been doing this ten album, one album per day for 10 days with no explanation, blah, 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 blah. And I, I was like, man, I hope nobody ever nominates me. And it happened today. Well, and I know... I'm not one person, but like Ross. I don't know if you remember Ross. Um, uh, gay Ross? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, because I'll show you his pictures every once in a blue moon. Yeah. Um, he was nominated and he just did it all in one post. I almost thought about doing that, just making like a collage real fast and being like, I'm not doing this for 10 fucking days. Yeah. And then I almost thought about making it 10 albums that I would obviously never listen to. I like doing stuff like that. Yeah. I like participating and uh, being taking oh, and kind of throwing it <laughs> back in people's face. Yeah. I do I do that with those like survey things. I'll, I'll be kind of like a turd about things sometimes, or just try to be funny. Last time I got nominated for one of these things, I typed on the guy's post. I was like, "Look, dude, no offense, but I'm not gonna do this. You should really nominate someone else. <laughs> if you don't want to waste this, I'm not doing this." Yeah, but it doesn't really mean anything. It's just. I think a lot of people don't. It's just trying to be social and get like an inner conversation going. Yeah. But as I said earlier, unless I'm on a podcast, I kind of don't have an interest in the conversation. So many of those <laughs> things are just like, you can't just respond. You have to post it as well yeah. for it to be fair or fun or whatever. And it's like, fuck yourself. I was going to say, fuck off. So many times, like, can people be like, guess this or whatever. And, like, sometimes I do participate. And, yeah, they'll send me, all right, you have to blah, blah, blah. And I just, no. Your number is this. No. Uh, speaking of when I said being on podcasts is the only time I'm interested in a conversation. Okay. We were on someone else's podcast recently. We were on someone else's podcast about movies. Sort of. It's supposed to be about movies. Well, his podcast is about movies. We talked about movies. We talked about porno movies. <laughs> Those are movies. We were on the Super Baked Movies podcast with my friend Super, Super Baked, Baked Jake. Jake. I don't know when it's coming out. I hope it comes out soon because I'm extremely interested in hearing it again because and it's going to be edited we don't really yeah, we, we, edit anything we like, record for an hour and a half and his episodes are usually 45 minutes so i'm very interested to see what we're going to get he said he wasn't gonna take too much out but we'll see when it actually comes yeah, down right. to it and he realizes oh wow sam's wife says a lot of offensive stuff <laughs> <laughs> sorry jake hey he said he wanted it to be silly and we definitely brought the goofiness brought the goofy and i think we should have jake on this podcast yeah. Eventually as well. Because we did the Zoom thing, and I thought it worked out pretty well, really. Yeah. I was impressed by it. I think it would work. Yeah. Thinking maybe we can get Travis on sooner again. Maybe we can get the Jeffries on sooner again. I think you'd have to pay, though. Yeah, I'd have to, but if I'm actually using it, I think it'd be worth it. I mean, I pay for two different, so far, two different subscription services a month so we can have content to uh, yeah. do video with, yeah. so... I don't. I pay, I pay for a lot of subscription shit. I've realized. 
Yeah, you do. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You always have money coming out. And then I you're did. like, what? You used to say, why don't I ever have money? And I'd be like, well, you have shit coming out all the time. And you're like, that's not it. Money just disappears. <laughs> it does. <laughs> you may be a little bigger than your dad, but it sounds like you guys are kind of alike in ways. <laughs> in what, have you heard stories? Just of not set in your money? ways. No, just set in your ways oh, about things. Extremely set in my ways. Just like when someone would try and gift your dad something and he'd... And he would like argue them and it would turn into like a screaming fight about like, no, I'm going to pay you. I'm not red. You're not paying for the goddamn remote <laughs> remote. <laughs> that's when it was. That's when a remote was probably like pretty pricey. <laughs> Is this the last song? Yep. That was the last song. Oh, yeah, it was. It was Ebathron. 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 So we did it. Mr. Ebathron. We've listened Mr. to the sword. Abathron. Age of Winters, Michelle's a robot now. I'm dead. <laughs> You're and, done! And, uh, I think it's that time of the podcast. It's now to the point of the podcast where we have to go over some questions. I've got some questions for you, How old are you? I don't care, cause if you're 13, I don't care, cause I'm gonna fuck you. Don't answer any questions. Sam, why did you choose this? Because I brought up the sword on a podcast not too long ago, and I was like, hey, there's one. Bam. What do you think I thought when you gave it to me? No idea. You had no idea or that, that I had no idea? you had no idea. I, don't, I think you were just kind of like, I don't even know what this is going to sound yeah. like. I knew it was going to be rock, but I had no I idea. I didn't think there was a lot of emotion involved on this one. Yeah. And I mean, going into my judgment, it, yeah, it's the same. Like I, I, Again, I, I knew it would be rock. I didn't know like what vein it would be. But for some reason... I assumed it was older, so I assumed it would be classic rock. However, I think it, even though it isn't old, it had the older sound. Yeah. So, like if I said we're listening to agoraphobic agoraphobic nosebleed, you'd be like, then I'm like, oh god, I know what's coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's just gonna be like. Yep. Yeah. So I don't even listen to agoraphobic nosebleed. Agoraphobic. I can't say that word. Do you know how many times you listen to four? Ooh, you beat me. I got three. Gotcha. All right. (laughs) Uh, Do you want to do the least and most favorite songs on this? There are only nine tracks to choose from, like for each other. I would have no idea. I would have no idea with you as well. So maybe we should just skip that for this time. Okay, that's fine. Do you know what your least favorite song is? My least favorite song is the one we just heard, Ebathron, for a few reasons. One... It's the end of the album, so I'm kind of checked out by this point most of the time. And this is the song that I don't think has a lot of uh, super memorable... Here, I'm going to go to a different spot. To me, it doesn't have a lot of super memorable riffs to it. I agree. Like, this album, it's, it's good because it's got riffs that I, I can hear. I'm like, oh, yeah, I fucking love this one. Even, and this, I mean, like like, this part's not bad, but I think... I think it's true. I'm, I agree with you that it's the last song that by the that you do just kind of after a while like okay I'm ready for something else, but I just I think I've kind of zoned it out. Are you choosing this one too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, this so is sweet. also this my is your least favorite. This is my least favorite. Gotcha. And it's just because I had nothing that felt like I connected to it. 
It's it's the most filler song of the album to me. Yeah, and if they're only nine tracks, it's weird. Yeah. But but I mean, I guess it's better than having eight. Yeah. There you go. All right. So, do you know what your most favorite track is? Absolutely. My f- <clears throat> most favorite track is the second song of the album, "Burial's Blade." This riff rules. I love uh, I love the lyrics. I like the uh, Slayer of the Spider Breed. <laughs> it has yeah. And on, when we were listening to it, this was going to be my choice, but it changed. But I think it's because it has a pentagram sound, and I enjoy pentagram. But it did not end up being my favorite track. Oh, I'm very interested in what your favorite track is going to be. Believe it or not. Okay. I don't, but continue. My attention, like I said, wasn't ever lost. It didn't feel like it was work. Uh, stop looking at me, Iron Swan. Ah, and and that has happened actually a handful of times where I'll look at the times and just be like, okay, what's this gonna be? And then it ends up being my favorite song because I think that it it doesn't feel like it's as long as it is, and I think it has a lot to offer. Like they really pack it in, and the time. It's got one of the heaviest riffs on the whole album. Mm -hmm. So yeah, when we were listening to it for this podcast. I was where you were. I was I was on the blade, and then uh, I yeah I just I felt the iron swan more this this go. I felt the iron swan. Uh huh. It looked at me and it challenged me and it got me. So what can I say? Um, how old were you when you first started listening to this? I don't know if you actually well, it came said. out in two thousand six. So I'm gonna say probably two thousand nine or eight. Okay, we got married in eight. I remember Mr. A.C. Cutter, he's the one who got me into this album. And it was, we listened to Burial's Blade. And I think it was before the second album came out. So that'd be a good way to tell you exactly when I started listening to it. But I'm going to say it was like a year or two after it actually came out. There you go. Okay. Um, how did you originally feel about it? I uh, loved it because I think I was also like into pentagram and stuff at this point. So it was, it bridges that gap of like even heavier than pentagram while still in that vein. Kind of, pentagram. Yeah. Like it's just a heavier, thrashier pentagram. Have you found your information yet? In your Well, Gods of the Earth came in 2008 and that was their second album. So I'm going to say I probably 2007 was when I heard it. Okay. There you go. And would you recommend this today? I think I would. I think this is one of those rare metal rock albums that can transcend someone with genre boundaries. You know, like it's heavy without, like I said earlier, it's heavy without being invasive. Like I can't, obviously I can't give people Cannibal Corpse and expect them if they're not into heavy metal to enjoy it. This, I'm like, do you like Led Zeppelin? Yeah. Well, then you might like this. So, yeah, I do recommend this album today. Okay. And I probably wouldn't put it on myself. Like, I'm not going to say that I would choose to listen to it again, but I did enjoy it. I liked it more than a lot of the stuff that you give me, maybe. I kind of expected you to be more okay with this album than most that I give you. Because it's... I knew you liked Pentagram, so I knew it was going to be 
an easier. It wasn't going to be such a chore for you, whereas mm-hmm. other albums have been in the past, like Napalm Death. Let's, that was definitely had to be a chore for you. Yeah. Not this one. <laughs> I just swallowed my own spit, and it it made me choke. So. So. We're done with this. All right. So next episode. Uh, next episode, we're having a guest. We're having a guest. We're bringing, finally, after a long time, we're bringing Mr. Jimmy Rollin back. And uh, he is giving us the first country album. He's breaking the seal. He sure is. With Tyler Childer's Purgatory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fuck you, Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, everyone, thank you for listening. We will have some uh, videos out for you sometime soon. Yeah. Currently, we're working on making a big stock of them, so I don't have to bust my ass every week to scramble like I do with the Abe podcast, where I do it all last minute. You're also trying to teach yourself new things. Yeah. I upgraded my... Uh, the creative suite. I've got mm-hmm. all the programs. I'm learning After Effects. I'm learning Premiere Pro. Got a computer that can handle this shit. So You've been upgrading the RAM and such. Yep. So hopefully, as the new videos come out, the quality should be better. They should be more interesting. We're trying to find our vein and what's actually interesting to us, which actually what's actually fun to do with us. I know we said it before, but doing the music video critiquing seemed like a chore. And it, I mean, so many other people do it. So yeah. and I mean, some of the things we're doing, a lot of other people do too, but it seems more fun, more genuine, more in the moment. Whereas when I'm watching the video, like the music videos, I was like, just t- how can I be videos. snarky instead yeah. of I'm just having fun with it? Yeah. So yeah, look out for those. Uh, I know that was long winded on that, but it's fine. But yeah, thanks for it. listening. Tell people, uh, rate us, review us. We have a whole catalog. Lots of stuff out there. Lots more to come. I don't plan on stopping this, yeah, except for when I get depressed. I found out that our uh, episodes on certain platforms are not being taken back. So if you want to hear the 50th shit show and things like that, They're you out can there. find it on Google Play and stuff. Stitcher seems to be the only problem. Really? Don't know why. So yeah, I mean, we're on Spotify, we're on iTunes, we're on, uh, like, what is that, like, TuneUp or Intune? Like, so many different... Yes. Like, we're on SoundCloud. You can hear us. We're out there. And uh, we'll put up the link to Super Baked Movies whenever that comes out. Yeah. So, so you can hear us being an idiot on his podcast. Thanks for hanging out with us, and we'll be back with Jimmy. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.